Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Zayin, Daf Seven of Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Friends, uh, today's Daf. So we look at a, a brisa for the first like three quarters of the Daf that adds a few Rosh Hashanahs, and we take a look at what they mean, um, and then we move on in our Mishnah to the part about Meiser Behema, and we uh, ask a few questions over there. Uh, well. That's what's on the agenda for today. Let's get started. All right, so we are on Daf Zayin with Aleph, two lines into the page. Toner Abonon, the rabbis take taught. Bechor Nisan on the first day of Nisan. Okay, Rosh Hashanah lechodashim. Okay, it's the it's the Rosh Hashanah for months. Okay, that Nisan is always the first month of the year. Interestingly, if you remember on Daf Gimel, when we were entertaining the notion that maybe. Entertaining the thought that maybe, um, um, that maybe ER, for example, was like the Rosh Hashanah since Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So we would say like, So like, even if this, even when the second year started with ER, nonetheless, the Chodesh Arishon was, was still, um, Nisan. Nisan is always the first month. When we think what's the first month of the year, Nisan. Okay. Villa Iburin. So we don't yet know what this means, but, um, for the assumption is what it means right now is that on the first of Nisan, they, the Bezdin, if they have to decide whether or not to make this year a leap year, they would decide that on the first day of Nisan. The Gemara is going to question that later on. Villa Trumas Shkalim. We learned, of course, Mesechta Shkalim. It was very hard. And there we, right? And we also learned at the end of Mesechta Beit. So also a little bit about the Machzis HaShekel. That every year, of course, there would be a uh, donation of half, half a shekel that would be used for uh, to, to 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 buy korbanos in the Vesamiktosh. So, starting in Nisan, they would they would begin purchasing korbanos with the shkalim that were donated right, with the new shkalim that were recently donated. and some add to that list a fourth, um, which is for home rentals that if you rent a home and you say or an apartment whatever it might be and you rent it for this year so this year ends at nisan comes nisan it is now the next year and your lease is up how do we know that nisan is the first of the months the pasuk says of course we all know this pasuk from Perk Yudbeis of, of, uh, of, uh, Sefer Shmos, Parshas Bo, when the Yidin are leaving Mitzrayim, Achodesh Azel Ochem, that this month is for you, Rosh Chodashim, the first of all the months. Um, or, yeah, um, Rishon Lachem Luchot Shashon, it is the first of all the months of the year. Dabrel Koladas Yisrael Lemor, speak to all the Yidin, on the tenth of Nisan, everybody will chaperain for themselves a uh, lamb, a paschal lamb, one per house. And you will, you know, keep an eye on it until the fourteenth day of Nisan. And you'll slaughter it. That is the carbon pesach. And it says shomer is chodesh and it says in that context to guard the month of Aviv. Now, we haven't explicitly said Nisan anywhere, 
But we did say that whatever month this is, it is going to be Rishon Ulachim Luchot Shashana, whichever month this is, is going to be the first month of the months of the year. And it says, Shamar that you have to guard the um, month of the Aviv. The Aviv is when the produce is ripe. So, Ezu Aviv, what is the month that has ripened produce? Have you a Nisan? That is Nisan. So what do we see? So he says Shamar is Chodesh Aviv. What Aviv means ripened produce. So when is the month of ripened produce? That's Nisan. And we're saying that it's Rishonu Lachem Ashana, and that it's the first of all the months of the year. There you go. Nisan is the first of all the months of the year. Ve'ema year. The Gemara suggests wait. But maybe it isn't Nisan. Maybe it's Iyar. But in an Aviv Vileka. What do you mean? There's no ripen, right? Produce doesn't ripen in ER. Produce ripens in Nisan. Okay, Vema Adr. But what about Adr? But in a Rova of a Vileka, the Gemara says, well, that's not a bad suggestion. In Adr, after all, there are some um, uh, things that ripen in Adr. Uh, but in a Rova of a Vileka, you need, you know, we're looking for a month where the majority, where most things ripen. And that would be Nisan. And therefore, Nisan is the first month of the year. Midi Rovavuksiv, to which the Gemara says, I don't buy it. It doesn't say anywhere in the Pasuk, Shomer is Chodesh Rovaviv. It doesn't say that you have to guard the month where there's, you know, most things become ripened. It just says Aviv. It just says that as long as there are things that are becoming ripe now, that should be enough. So maybe other would work. To which the Gemara says, Ha, huh, okay, fine. That isn't going to be a good proof. We have not managed to prove that the month that is being discussed in the Pesukim of HaChodesh HaZalachem is in fact Nisan. Maybe, you know, you could argue that it's other. Okay, fine. So now do we know that Nisan is the first month of the year? Elam Rav Chizda Me'ach. So rather says Rav Chizda from here. Ach b'chamisha osur yom l'chodesh ha'shvi on the 15th day of the 7th month b'ospechem istvuas ha'aretz when you are gathering the grain of the uh, land so we see that when is Sukkis? Sukkis is in the 15th of the 7th month. Okay, it doesn't explicitly say Tishrei, but it's the 7th month. When you're gathering all of your produce. So now, Ezu Chodesh Sheyesh Ba'asifa. So what is the month in which you gather? Have you at Tishrei? Well, Tishrei is when you gather all of your produce. V'kakari Le'Shvi. And we're calling it the 7th month. So friends, Mimele, if... Tishrei is the seventh month, so then Nisan is the first month. In fact, the Gemara, but maybe you gather stuff in Marchejvin. And what's the seventh month? The seventh month from Iyar. To which the Gemara says, what do you mean? You don't gather your stuff in Marchejvin. Friends, right now it's Marchejvin. You guys gathering? No, right? You don't gather in Marchejvin. So... So the Gemara says, you don't gather my cheshvin. So then how could it, you know, the, the, the gathering cannot be talking about my cheshvin. The Ema, Elul, my Shvi Shvi Lauder. Okay, but what about Elul? And what does it mean that it's the seventh month? It's the seventh month from Adr. But in a Rov Asifileka, to which the Gemara says, that's Taka, good Kasha. It could actually be Elul, because you do gather some stuff in Elul, but Says the Gemara, not so fast because you were looking for a month where you're doing most of the gathering. And most of the gathering is going to happen in Tishrei. 
Okay, which is interesting. How can you get, I mean, any, we just had Tishrei. I mean, it's impossible to get anything done in Tishrei. How are you going to be gathering stuff in Tishrei when every other day is Yontif? Um, I don't know. But somehow I guess they managed. And so, um, where were we again? So, so the Gemara wants to suggest, well, most of the gathering happens in Tishrei somehow. And, um, therefore, uh, the seventh month, when we, when we say that, um, when you gather your stuff, that's going to be in Tishrei. But it doesn't say in the Pasuk that we're looking for Rov Asif, for when most things are gathering. It just are being gathered. It just says Asif gathering. It could even be partial gathering, right? It could even be Elul, where you gather some of your stuff. So therefore, we don't have a definitive proof that the seventh month that we're talking about in this pasuk, when you're gathering your produce, we don't have a definitive proof that it's Tishrei. It could possibly be, possibly be Elul. Elul Amr Vino, rather, says Ravino, rather, says Ravino, that, okay, we are unable to prove from the Chamisha Chum Sheitora that, um, Nisan is the first of the months of the year, but we can prove it from Psukim in Navi. Okay, let's see. So in, in Sefer Zechariah, it says that it was on the 24th day of the 11th month. What was the 11th month? Hu Chodesh Boom. Just what we needed to hear. That the 11th month is Shvat, which means Memele, the 12th month is Odr, and the next month after that, the first month of the year is Nisan. Boom. Rabbi Ba'ula Amameocha. Rabbi Ba'ula says you can see it from here. Vatilokach Esther ala Melech that Esther was taken to the king Achashverish al Machuso to his palace. Bachodesh Asiri Uchodesh Teves. In the 10th month, which was Teves also, which means 11th is Shvat, the 12th is Odr, the next one, the first month of the year is Nisan. Rav Kahana says from here, It was on the fourth of the ninth month, which was Kislev. Okay, also pretty clear, which, you know, if the ninth month is Kislev, then the first month is Nisan. Rav Acha Bar Yaakov says Rav Acha Bar Yaakov from the following verse, that the, um, it was called by the, by the scribes of the king, uh, at that time, Bachodesh Ashlishi in the third month, Bachodesh Sivan, which is a, which is the month of Sivan. Again, if the third month is Sivan, then Memele, the first month is Nisan. Ravashi Amemeacha says Ravashi from here, he pilpuru agoro lifne homon. He made the lottery before homon. Miyom liom mechodesh lechodesh nem osar, uchodesh adar. There as well, it says that the twelfth month was the month of adar. Viba is ema meacha, or if you want to say from here, Bachodesh Arishin, uchodesh Nisan. It says also Darin in that same pasuk by Haman, it says Bachodesh Arishin Uchodesh Nisan in the first month, which is the month of Nisan. I mean, it doesn't get more clear than that. Why doesn't everybody learn from this pasuk? This pasuk is about as clear as you can get that the first month is the month of Nisan. Maybe when it says that it was the first month, not the first month of the year, but the first month of Haman's schemes, not necessarily the first month of the year per se, but um, you have all these other uh, psukim, though, that are alluding, you know, telling you which month it is. 
Um, and, uh, you know, there's enough information there to, to understand that the first month is going to be the month of Nisan. So we see that these Psukim in Novi, we see some Psukim in Novi that were really pretty clear uh, which number month of the year we're talking about and what the name of that month was from which we can learn out what the first month of the year is and it is Nisan. The reason why our Tana, the Tana of our Mishnah leaves out the fact that Nisan is the first, uh, you know, is, is, is the beginning of the counting of the months Right, the our Mishnah doesn't mention that Be'echad uh, Nisan is Rosh Hashanah Chodashim. Our Mishnah leaves that out because our Mishnah is talking about years; it's not talking about months. All right, that sounds like fun. For example, right, Rosh Hashanah Melachim, we start counting the years of Melachim from from Nisan, for example, right? But uh, we're not talking about months over here. It's, that's why our Tana left it out. But um, Nisan is the first of the months of the year. All right, that was pretty fun. Let's move on. And we said that Bryce at the top of the page had said that um, Nisan is also Rosh Hashanah for, for um, um, uh, leap years. And the question is, what exactly does this mean? Um, the assumption currently is what it means is that, well, uh, at the beginning of Nisan is when Bezdin sits down to determine if the if this year is going to be a leap year or not, if they're going to be adding an extra month of other to this year. What? They sit down in Nisan to figure out if they're going to have to add an additional other in 12 months from now. You can't Bezdin cannot sit down to deliberate and establish a leap year before Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei. So how can it be that we're suggesting that Bezdin sits down in Nisan to determine if it's going to be a leap year? You're not allowed to determine leap years until at least Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei. And if they uh, deliberate and, 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 and decide that it's going to be a leap year before Rosh Hashanah, before Tishrei, it doesn't work. It's null and void. So how could it possibly mean that Bezin is sitting down in Nisan to decide if it's going to be a leap year? Look, if it's an extenuating situations, extenuating circumstances, so then you can um, make a leap they, they could, Bezdin can deliberate and determine if it's going to be a leap year after Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei immediately, but certainly not before then. And even so, I guess, even if they're deliberating immediately after Tishrei, the, the leap month is always going to be other, which is the last month of the year. So says of Nachum Bar Yitzchak, yeah. What this means is that, uh, right, when we say that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Iburin, for leap years, what it means is that it's the cutoff for leap years. Meaning that, says of Nachman what this Brisa is saying is that you can make a leap year, you, right, Bezdin can determine that it's going to be a leap year anytime after uh, tish, uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of Tishrei, up until Nisan. Once it becomes Nisan, it's already the next year and it's too late. You can't add an other 
once it already becomes Nisan. And that's what we're saying, that it's the Rosh Hashanah for Iburin, meaning once the first of Nisan comes, it's already considered a new year. It's too late. You cannot make the previous year a leap year. That's what it means. The Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Hene they testified, who's they? Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Papias. They testified, Shema Abin Hashanah call other. That you can make a, they could, Beznik could determine that it's going to be a leap year throughout the entirety of other. That at any point in the month of other, Beznik can decide, you know what? We are going to be adding an additional month of other to this year. Shayu Omrim Arapurim, because the Chachamim argued and said, no, they can only make a leap year. Beznik can only determine that it's going to be a leap year until Purim. After Purim, it's too late. They can no longer add an additional month of other. My time, the man Omer Ada Purim. How come the Chachamim say that you can only, that Beznik can only determine a leap year up until Purim? Came to Omer Mar. Well, because since we said, Well, since we have a halache, that 30 days before Pesach, we start learning about the halaches of Pesach, then they're going to take chametz lightly. What this means is that since already 30 days before Pesach, we start learning the halaches of Pesach, which means memela and Purim, especially Shushan Purim. I was once at the Purim Suda at Rav Machlis in Yerushalayim, and he already started, he already took out the Shulchan Aruch, and he was uh, learning Hilchus Pesach already at the Purim Suda. So therefore, the Chacham's opinion is, look, since the teachers are going to be teaching about the, the Alachis of Purim, of Pesach, already from at, right after Purim, so then if the messengers of Bezdin show up in town and say that Bezdin decided to add an additional month, people aren't going to know what to do. It's going to be a confusing predicament because on the one hand, Right, if the peasant's adding another other and therefore pushes off, uh, Pesach by another month. So everyone's gonna get confused because on the one end you have the, you have the teachers who are teaching the halachas of Pesach. You have, you have the uh, messengers coming from Bezin saying, no, they, the Bezin decided there's gonna be another month of other and actually Pesach is a month later. And everyone's getting mixed messages and people aren't gonna know what to do. They're gonna say, what? But all these teachers are teaching the halachas of Pesach already. They're gonna say, we're gonna stick to the first you know, to the to the first month and say that it's Pesach. There's no extra other. And then what's going to happen is, but the fact of the matter is, Bezdin did decide that there's an extra other, which means that really Pesach is supposed to be a month later, but they're not going to accept that. And therefore a month later, when it's really Pesach, they're going to say, we already celebrated Pesach, leave us alone. And they're going to eat Chomets on, on, on Pesach. And it's going to be a mess. So therefore the rabbi said, look, to avoid the situation of mixed messages and people celebrating the wrong Pesach and eating chametz when they're not allowed to and eating matzah when there's no reason to. So, so, so the Chacham said, look, the Bezdin could decide it's going to be a leap year up until Purim. Once Purim comes and they start learning the halachas of Pesach, it's too late. The Idach was according to Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Papios who said that um, you can, right, 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 that they'd be allowed to, um, that, that, who said that they'd be allowed to make a leap year throughout the entirety of Adar, up until Rosh Chodesh Nisan, made the Yediyah Deshata Ma'abrisa Bechush Benotayim Ilsa, they, Rabbi Yoshua and Papias are not so concerned, because the people know that whether or not there should be a, an extra other is not just a random thing. It's based on actual real calculation. Right? Maybe you need to make sure that Pesach is actually going to fall out in a time where there's ripening grain, for example. 
And the people, when, when the messengers show up and they say, hey, Bezdin added an additional month of other, the people are going to accept it. They're going to say, oh, okay, you know, we understand. It's a complicated process determining whether or not they need to make a leap year. They only uh, were able to make the Cheshbon properly now. And they say, okay, we trust Bezdin and we're going to push off um, Pesach. And therefore, if Yoshua and Papius were not so concerned that the people are going to get mixed messages and saying, but the teachers are already teaching us about Pesach. How could we push it off a month? No, they get it. Bezdin uh, needs to determine if to, to make a leap year. And it's a complicated uh, determinate calculation. And the calculation was only clear to them now. And they'll say, okay, fine. I guess we have to push it off a month. Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Papius were not super concerned. How come the the time of our Mishnah left out the fact that Nisan is a new year with regard to uh, leap years? That once Nisan comes, uh, you can no longer make the previous year a leap year. It's already a new year. How come our Tana left that out? Our Tana left it out because we're talking about um, you know New Year's at the beginning of the New Year's. Um, whereas not about New Year's at the end of the New Year's, whereas um, saying that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for leap years is really saying that you can no longer make the previous year a leap year. So therefore, we're not talking about things, you know, things at the end that these are, you know, you can now you can no longer do this anymore. No, we're talking about beginnings. You know, this is the you can now begin to do these um, things. Um, so, right, now you can begin, for example, I don't know, to take uh, miser from your new flock in, uh, you know, depending if it's or Tishrei, whatever it is, Machlokas. But, but we're talking about things that Kilu begin on that day, not 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 end on that day. Uh, okay, all right, very nice. Vilichuma Shkolem. And the Brysa had said that additionally, Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the new year with regard to um, the Machtus HaShekel, all of those half-shekel donations that were um, collected from the people for the Korbanis, now comes the first of Nisan, you start purchasing Korbanis using the half-shekels uh, that, that, that were most recently collected from the people for this new year. Minalan, how do we know this? Om Rabyoshia Omar Kro. Well, Rabbi Yoshe says we have a verse that says Zos olas chodesh bechodsho lechodshe ashana. This is the um, Ola offering of Rosh Chodesh lechodshe ashana for all the months of the year. Amr Torah chadesh ve'avei korbin mitzuma chadoshe. Bring the korbin from the new donations. Vegamri shana shana minisan, and we learn exer shava of shana shana from Nisan. That it says by Nisan that it is the first of the months of the year. So it says by Nisan, um, and it also says by this verse that we learn out that you should bring from the new donations. So we see that you should bring from the new donations on um, starting at Rosh Chodesh Nisan. But the Gemara says, wait. I could find another pasuk, which is in the context of Tishrei, where it also says Shana. So maybe we should say that offer, bring, bring, purchasing offerings from the new coins should begin, should commence at Tishrei. The pasuk says, 
right? Talmud Eini Hashem Elokecha B'Mereshis Hashanah V'Arachishana. So from the beginning of the Shana of the year, and that's a reference to Tishrei. So maybe the offerings from the new coins should be from Tishrei. Donin Shana Sheyesh Ima Chodashim Yishana Sheyesh Ima Chodashim. So the Gemara says, well, we would prefer, we would favor learning for this Gezei Roshava, right? Shana that has also with it, right? Year that has also with it months. Shana that also has also with it Chodashim. Meaning, it says by, oh, is the paper boy here? Yeah, it's the paper boy. So it says by um, the new shekel donation, it says Hashana. It also says by um, Nisan, says, So we're going to learn out from as opposed to, right, it just says Shana, it doesn't say So therefore, the Gemara says that um, um, it, it, it makes more sense to learn out um, the new shekels from Nisan, because both of them say rather than from Tishrei, where it only says Shana. We don't learn out. Uh, Shana that has with it Chodashim, i.e. Uh, the new shekels, Mishana She'eni Machodashim, from a Shana that does not have it with it, the word Chodashim, i.e. Tishrei, don't learn it out from Tishrei, learn it out from Nisan, purchase the animals, the Korbanus, with the new shekels from Nisan. Amavudam or Shmuel, says Avudam in the name of Shmuel, Korbanos Tzibor Haboyin Pe'echod Nisan, the communal offerings that come on the first day of Nisan, Mitzvah Lohavi, Min hachadosh, you should purchase those animals with the new coins. Maybe min But if you do bring the um, korbanos with the old coins, it will be okay as well. But you really should use the new coins. mitzvah. You lost out on um, performing a mitzvah on using the new. You lost out on using the new coins on the mitzvah of using the new coins. We talk also. Learn in a brisa like this, Korbanos Tzibor Aboyin Be'echod Benison, that the communal offerings that come on the first of Nisan, Mitzvah Lohavi Min Achadosh, you, uh, it is a mitzvah to bring those offerings from the new coins, Vimevi Min Ayoshon Yotza, and if you offered the, um, new coin, if you offered the, uh, uh, offerings from the old coins, Itaka works, El Shechitza Mitzvah, but you lost out on the ability to perform the mitzvah of purchasing Korbanus with the new coins. And a fellow who brought his own donations to the Beis HaMikdash um, to purchase Korbanus. That could work. That could work also. But he would have to give it over to the um, to the uh, congregation. right? They wouldn't be able to be his personal funds anymore. He would have to give it over to the congregation. Pshita, to which the Gemara says, okay, what's the problem? If you have a fellow who has his own personal funds and he gives and he donates into the base of Mikdash, now they become the public's, uh, the public's funds. So then, what's the problem? Ma'udetema may have thought to say, Lechush, Shema, Loyim, Srim, Natsibur, Yafa, Yafa. Well, I may have thought to say, maybe his intention wasn't 100%. Maybe he didn't, he wasn't all in. He didn't completely give over these funds to the, um, uh, uh, community. So therefore, maybe we shouldn't accept private funds because they won't really be given over with a, whole, a full heart. So Kamash Malon, uh, therefore, what, we're, what the Bryce is teaching us is that Take, um, if a fellow wants to donate his own private funds and give them over to the community for, um, for, 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 for offerings, that would be acceptable. So how come 
our Tana in our Mishnah at the beginning of the Mesechta leaves out um, that that Nis, that uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for the uh, Machzus Shekels, right? That starting on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, you purchase offerings from the new half shekel donations. How come our Mishnah leaves that out? Because, well, since we saw that, well, if not, even though you should, even though it's a mitzvah to bring the offerings from the new uh, coins, if you did bring an offering, if you did purchase an offering from the old coins, it does in fact still work, as we said in, in Brisa, in from Rabbi Yudam Rishmuel. So, 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 um, since since it would still work, you just missed missed out on the opportunity to purchase with the new coins. Since it still does work with the old coins, so um, that is why the Mishnah leaves it out. We're thinking about, we just want things that only are new, not also things that don't also have the possibility to be old. Okay? That also sounds fun. And uh, in the Brisa that we quoted at the beginning of today's daf, uh, the final part of the Brisa was that there are those who say that the first of Nisan is also um, Rosh Hashanah when it comes to home rentals. That if a fellow says, I am renting this home for this year, well, this year objectively ends at Nisan. Okay. A fellow who friend, uh, a fellow who um, rents a, uh, so Ruvain rents his home to Shimon, for one year. He says, Shimon, I'm renting you my home for one year. Well, that's going to be a 12-month lease, right? Ruben says to Shimon, I am uh, renting you my house for one year. That is a 12-month lease. However, but if he says, I am uh, renting you my home for this year, even if uh, the rental is only right from from other right. It's the first day of other, and Ruvain rents his um, home to Shimon for one month. Uh, I'm sorry for for this year. So it is only going to end up being one month because comes Nisan, it's already going to be the next year. Once the first day of Nisan comes, also Loshana. Well, then it already counts as the year ending. The year is up, um, and. Uh, and, uh, and and that is that. So if Reuven says to Shimon, I'm renting you my home for one year, so then it's 12 months. But if he says for this year, well, this year ends at Nisan, even if the rental only began at the beginning of other one month prior. Now, if you notice, um, it has to at least be a month, right? It can't be less than a month. So now, even according to Manda Amr that we saw um, already on Daf Beis and Beis, that one day in the year can be considered like an entire year. So why does it have to be from the beginning of other? Maybe even if it's at the end of other. Maybe it's the last day of other. And Ruvain says, I'm renting you my home for this year. Maybe the next day, on the first day of Nisan, it's already over. So Shani Ocha, it's different over here when it comes to home rentals. Shimon is not going to go through the headache of contracts and moving in and all sorts of stuff, you know, he's not going to go through the uh, hassle of renting a apartment, a home for less than one month, for for less than 30 days. And therefore, 
Um, so if it's 30 days, right, and Reuven says to Shimon, you know, that uh, this rental is for this year, so then, um, so then it ends at the first of Nisan. But it's, if it's less than 30 days, so then, you know, then, then, then this would not apply. Um, since Shimon would not go through the hassle of renting a place for less than 30 days. Um, although, of course, nowadays with Airbnb and things like that, um, it's, it's fairly common. Uh, but uh, maybe this is a little bit different. Um, fine. Ve'em Tishrei. So, one second. How do we know that the cutoff is um, um, Nisan? Maybe... The cutoff is Tishrei. Stam ki agar inish beisa agar. So the Gemara says, well, that wouldn't work because if we have the same scenario like in Tishrei, so Kilu Shimon rents Ruvain's home from him at the beginning of Elo, and they decide that it's going to be for this year. Well, Mistama Shimon is assuming that he wouldn't be renting a home at the beginning of Elo right before the winter to then give it up right before, you know, at the very beginning of the winter, you know, at the beginning of Tishrei, when the winter is about to start. So Mistama, if Shimon is renting a home from Reuven at the beginning of Elul, he probably intends to still be living there throughout the winter. However, if uh, Shimon is uh, renting the home from Reuven at the beginning of Adar, and they decide that it's for this year, well, that could already end by um, the beginning of Nisan, because then already it is um, springtime. Vitana de Braisa, Vitana Didon. Now the, uh, I'm sorry, Vitana Kama de Braisa, Vitana Didon. Now the Tanakama and the Braisa, because remember, this opinion that, uh, uh, Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for house rentals, for home rentals. So this opinion was a Yesh Omrim in the Braisa. It was, is, there are those who say that the first of Nisan is also Rosh Hashanah for home rentals. So, so the Tanakama didn't agree with that. And also our Mishnah left out that the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for home rentals. How come? So, Well, because in Nisan as well, it could be cloudy. It could still rain in Nisan. And therefore, the winter isn't objectively over at the beginning of Nisan. And therefore, um, if Shimon is renting the Rome, the, the, a home from Ruvain and he may not necessarily just be assuming that comes, you know, that if it's for this year, then it ends at Nisan. Because it could also rain in Nisan if he needs it for the winter. So then, you know, he may need it through Nisan as well. Therefore, it isn't so objective according to the Tana of our Mishnah as well as the Tanakama in the Brisa. And therefore, they leave out that um, um, Rosh Chodesh Nisan would be Rosh Hashanah for home rentals. They don't agree with that. Uh, okay. Okay. The Mishnah says that on the first day of Elul is Rosh Hashanah for Maishu Behema. That once it comes the um, first of Elul, any new flocks that you need to take Maishu Behema from, so you have to take Maishu Behema from those new flocks. You can't take Maishu Behema from the earlier flocks. So for example, I think the, the example that we gave the other day is that if you have a hundred sheep from before Elul and a hundred sheep from after Elul and you have to bring Maishu Behema from both flocks. So you bring 10 sheep from the first um, flock and 10 sheep from the second flock, which is post Elul. You would not 
be able to take 20 sheep from the pre-L flock and say, okay, this is just going to work for all 200 of them because the post-L flock would have to have um, their mice or behemoth be taken from them, right? You wouldn't be able to take mice or behemoth from an earlier flock to work for the flock that is post-L. Um, according to Abelazer and Reb Shimon, this cutoff is not Elo, rather it is um, Nisan. Uh, no, it is uh, Tishrei. Okay, fine. Now, money. Who is the Tana who says that on the first of Elul is the cutoff, is the sort of the new year for Meiser Behema? It's Reb Meir. Ditnan, as we talk, I learned in the Mishnah. Reb Meir Omer says Reb Meir, Be'echo Ve'elul Rosh Hashanah Le'Meiser Behema. Ua. So we have a Brisa, we have a Mishnah in Bechoris, where Reb Meir says explicitly, Be'echo Ve'elul Rosh Hashanah Le'Meiser Behema. That on the first of Elul is Rosh Hashanah, when it comes to Maisa Behema. So there you have it. That Reb Meir is the one whose opinion is that the first of Elul is Rosh Hashanah for Maisa Behema. But in fact, the Gemara, wait a second. If we look at our Mishnah, our Mishnah said, Vilirigolim, that, the, that, that um, Pesach is the Rosh Hashanah for Regolim. And we said that that's according to, right, Mani Reb Shimini. That was according to Reb Shimon. That according to Reb Shimon, when it comes to Balta Acher, so it goes um, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, in that order. Beginning with Pesach. So when we said that Pesach is the Rosh Hashanah, the Regalim, that was Reb Shimon's opinion. Ema Seifa, and then basically we're moving on and saying that um, Rosh Hashanah for Meister Behema is Rosh Chodesh Elul, and we're saying that that's Reb Meir. And then we say, Reb Elazar Reb Shimon Omrim, Be'echod Betishrei, that Maeser Behema is the Rosh Hashanah, is the first of Tishrei. Reisha V'seifah Reb Shimon Metziosa Reb Meir. So are we saying that the first part and the last part is Reb Shimon, and the middle part is Reb Meir, it's a Reb Meir sandwich, right? The Gemara isn't, doesn't like that. Gemara is uncomfortable with that. To say that when, when the Mishnah says Lirigalim, that's the opinion of Rib Shimon. And then we say that Rosh Hashanah for Maeser Behema is Elul, Rosh Chodesh Elul. And that is Rib Meir. And then we say, and then Rib Shimon says that actually Rosh Hashanah for Maeser Behema is Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. So we have Rib Shimon and then Rib Meir and then Rib Shimon again. Why do we have a Rib Meir sandwich on Rib Shimon? Kielu, meaning if you would order like a pastrami sandwich, it would be like pastrami on rye, for example. So this is Rav Meir on Rav Shimon. So I'm Rav Yosef, says Rav Yosef, Rebihi. So Rav Yosef says, well, these aren't the individual opinions of Rav Shimon, Rav Meir, Rav Shimon again. No, this is all the opinion of Rebi. Says Rav Yosef, Rebi was the editor of the Mishnayis, of the Mishnah. And what he was saying is that um, the, these are the halachas. The halachas is that um, uh, Rosh, uh, 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 Pesach is the Rosh Hashanah for um, the Shalosh Regalim. And that Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behema. And then he points out that Rib Shimon and Rib Lazar disagree and say that 
um, Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Meister Bema. But Kilu, he's not just quoting, this is Reb Shimon, this is Reb Meir, this is Reb Shimon again, and, and it's like a mess, it's out of order, it's a, it's a sandwich. No. This is all Rebbe's opinion. It's not Reb Shimon's opinion, it's not Reb Meir's opinion, this is Rebbe's opinion. That he's poskening that Pesach is the Rosh Hashanah for the Shalosh Regalim, and that um, Rosh Chodesh Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behema. It's all Rebbe's opinion. Vinosivla Alibo de Tanoi, and he's basing his opinion based on the opinion of different Tanoim. Birugalim, Savala Krib Shimon. When it comes to the Shalash Rugalim, that, um, that, um, by Balta Acher, he holds like Rib Shimon, that Pesach is the first of the Rugalim for Balta Acher. Uva Meiser Behema, Savala Krib Meir. And when it comes to Meiser Behema, he holds like Rib Meir, that, uh, the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behema is Elul. But this is all the opinion of Rebbe. Iachri, if that's the case, Arba Chamisho Avu. But if this is all just Rebbe's opinion, then how could he be saying that there are four Rosh Hashanahs? In fact, there are five Rosh Hashanahs. The first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for Melachim. The fifteenth of Nisan is the is Pesach, which is the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim. The first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Meisur Behema. The first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for, you know, Shanim and all sorts of things, Shemitah, all sorts of things. And then, of course, Tu Bishvat is Rosh Hashanah Lilanos. Those are five Rosh Hashanahs. So why would he say that there's four Rosh Hashanahs? On my Rave, I bought the Divri So, so says Rave, the way to understand the Mishnah is that yes, it is in fact all, um, Rebbe's opinion. But when Rebbe says that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, it means that everybody would agree upon the fact that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. According to Reb Meir, there are four Rosh Hashanahs. According to Reb Shimon, there are four Rosh Hashanahs. According to Rebbe, yeah, sure, maybe there are five. But he's saying everyone would agree nonetheless that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. The Reb Meir, Arba, Reb Meir would say that there are four Rosh Hashanahs because Dal Regalim, because Reb Meir does not agree with Reb Shimon that um, Pesach is the first of the regalim for Balta Acher, because he just says once one regal passes, you are in violation of Balta Acher. So, so therefore, according to Reb Meir, there are four Rosh Hashanahs, right? The first of Nisan, the first of Elul, the first of Tishrei, and then Mistama Tubishvat. The Reb Shimon Arba, and Reb Shimon also has four, because Dal Meiser because Reb Shimon holds that the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser Behema is the first of Tishrei. So according to Reb Shimon, it's the first of Nisan, the 15th of Nisan, the first of Tishrei, and the 15th of um, Shvat. So that's how Rava answers it. So Rava says that even though Rebbe holds that there are five Rosh Hashanahs, when he says that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, he's saying that all of the Tanoim would agree that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. Reb Shimon would agree that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. Reb Meir would agree that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. Uh, but Rebbe is pointing out that his opinion is that there are actually five. Um, Rav Nachman Bayitzchak says, Whereas Rav Nachman Bayitzchak explains it that, yes, even though according to Rebbe there are five Rosh Hashanahs, but they are spread out over four months, right? Um, Rosh Hashanah in Nisan is on the 1st and the 15th, so that's only one month, the month of Nisan. Then there's Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of 
um, Elul for Meiser Behema, so Elul is the second month. Then there's the Rosh Hashanahs at the beginning of Tishrei, so that's the third month. And, of course, Tu B'Shvat, which is the fourth month. Okay. Meisve, we have a kasha on both Rava and Rav Nachman by Yitzchok. Shisha also b'Nisan Rosh Hashanah Le'omer. That the 16th day of Nisan, the second day of Pesach, is the Rosh Hashanah for the Omer. That they offer the Korban Omer on the 16th day of Nisan. And once the Korban Omer is offered, now you are allowed to eat Chodosh. You're allowed to eat from the new grain, the grain that was harvested that year. You can eat that grain after the Omer is offered on the 16th day of Nisan. So we see that the 16th day of Nisan becomes the Rosh Hashanah for being able to eat the grain, the produce of that year. Shisha B'Sivan Rosh Hashanah L'Shtei Alechem. And the sixth day of Sivan, on Shavuos, they would offer the Shtei Alechem and bring together with it the sheep sacrifices. And when they did that, now you were allowed to use the, the produce of the, the, the grain of the new year in the Beis HaMikdosh. That until the Shtei Alechem was offered, you were not allowed to use Chodosh in the Beis HaMikdosh. Once uh, the Shtei Alechem is offered on Shavuos, you are now allowed to use the uh, grain of the new year in that was harvested this year in the Beis HaMikdosh. So we see that also the sixth day of Sivan is a Rosh Hashanah for being able to use the new grain in the Beis HaMikdosh. So we have an additional two Rosh Hashanahs. We have a Rosh Hashanah on the 16th of Nisan and we have a Rosh Hashanah on the 6th of Sivan. The Rava Shisha. So according to Rava, there should be Six Rosh Hashanahs. Because there's the four in the Mishnah, but there's the additional two from, um, for the Shtei Lechem and the Omer. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, listen Chamisha. According to Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, there should be five Rosh Hashanahs. Because he goes by the months, but Sivan is a new month, right? We had up until now Nisan, we had Elul, we had Tishrei, we had Shvat, and now we're seeing that on the sixth of Sivan as well, there's a Rosh Hashanah for the Shtei Lechem. So Papa answers this by saying that when we say in our Mishnah that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, what we mean is there are four Rosh Hashanahs that already start the, at night. For example, uh, on the, um, I don't know, let's take Rosh Hashanah, our Rosh Hashanah, for example, the first of Tishrei. When does Rosh Hashanah start? The night before, just like Shabbos, right? At sundown. Rosh Hashanah begins. So Kilu says her Papa, our Mishnah, when we say that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, there are four Rosh Hashanahs that start at night. But Rosh Hashanahs that start during the day, we are not taking into account. The Omer and the Shteralechem are offered during the day and only, only after the Omer has been offered and only after the Shteralechem has been offered are you able to use the new grain, you know, outside of the Beis HaMikdash after the Omer and in the Beis HaMikdash after the Shtei Alechem? So because these Rosh Hashanahs only kick in during the day after their respective Korbanas, whether the Omer or the Shtei Alechem, have been offered, so therefore our um, Mishnah is not including them in the count. But what about the Regalim? Our mission is saying that um, uh, Pesach is Rosh Hashanah for the festivals in that uh, after Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, you will be violating Baal Te'acher. 
And the Gemara wants to say that you are only going to be in violation of Balta Acher the next day once the Korban Tomash Shachar is offered. Now, I don't think that you offer your own private offerings on Yom Tif. I don't think so. Right? So, for example, if I take upon myself to bring a Korban Shlomim to the Beis Hamikdash, it's like a, a neder or whatever, so then I have to offer it. And if I don't offer it on time, I'm violating Balta Acher. Now, I, I wouldn't be, so let's say now it's Sukkis, right? And I, I mamish need to offer it, otherwise I'm violating Balta Acher. I don't think that I would be able to offer this Shlomim on, you know, Yom Tif. And, but nonetheless, we're saying that, well, at night we don't offer Korbanus anyway. So I'm not going to be, so I'm not going to be in violation of um, Balta Acher at night. Only the next day, once the Korbatom Shoshachar is offered, that at that point it's possible to bring Korbanus but I'm not going to be able to bring my Corbin because it's Yom Tif. So at that point, um, when, you know, sort of I had the opportunity to bring a Corbin and I'm missing out on, that, on, on bringing that Corbin, only at that point am I in violation of Balta Acher. So therefore, we want to say that when it comes to the um, um, uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah for Regalim, which we are counting, so, so then... Um, that only kicks in during the day as well, and we seem to be counting it. So answers the Gemara, skip the next two words, the Isuye Meikarim Chayi So we say no. The fact of the matter is that you needed to offer this Korban already before um, Yom Tif started, right? So for example, if I have the Shlomim that I need to offer, that I said I was going to offer, well, I have to offer it before Sukkot starts, and then once Sukkot starts, it has nothing to do with whether I'm technically able to bring my Corbin or not. No, what, the, the way that it works is that once Sukkot comes, you are in violation of Baal Ta'acher if you have not yet offered. It doesn't have to do with whether Korbanos are offered at night or whether Korban Tam Shoshachah was already offered the next day. Nothing to do with that. The way Baal Ta'acher works is that if I say that I'm going to bring a Korban Shlomim, for example, and Pesach passed and Shavu is passed, and now Sukkot begins and I haven't yet offered it. At that point, I am in violation of Balta Acher. So in fact, the Regalim do start from the night before as well. So again, if Papa says that when we say that there are four Rosh Hashanahs in the Mishnah, we're talking about Rosh Hashanahs that start at night, whereas the Shteilechem and the Omer are only during the day. But what about Yovel? The Pasuk says in Yovel, by in Yovel, by the every fifty years, there's the Yovel year, and everything kind of kind of reverts. Slaves go home, and fields go back. So it says, right, um, that it says, "Bayoma Kipurim." Was it Taviru Kol Ba'artzechem or something like that? That um, that um, what, what, what's the pasuk? Be'esolachodesh Bayoma Kipurim Taviru Shofar B'Chol Ba'artzechem. So we see that um, on the Yovel year. On Yom Kippur, on the day, right, but Yom Kippurim during the day, they'll blow the shofar, and at that point, uh, Yovel kicks in. So our Mishnah said that Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah when it comes to Yovel, and yet Yovel is something that's only going to kick in during the day when you blow the shofar. So Rabbi Shmuel to which the Gemara answers, well, um, our Mishnah which says that it starts with right, right, which counts Yovel as a Rosh Hashanah. Right, that we say that um, that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for 
Yovlis is is the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shmo Benosh Rabbi Yochanan and Broka. The Omar who said Merosh Hashanah Chayil Yovel who says that Rosh Hashanah uh, that 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 Yovel kicks in already from Rosh Hashanah from the first of uh, Tishrei and that when it comes in at night already um, it's going to be Yovel. So we see that Yovel then also does start at night. So again, Rapapa's opinion is that when we say that in our Mishnah that um, there are four Rosh Hashanahs, it means that there are four Rosh Hashanahs that start at night. In Achinami, that there's also um, the Omer and the Shtelechem that are during the day, but um, uh, there's also the Rosh Hashanah by the Omer and Shtelechem respectively, but they only begin during the day, and therefore we are, therefore we are not counting them. Of Shisha Breit of Idi Omar says of Shisha Breit of Idi, Kika Choshev Midi Dilo Talibim Maise Midi Dilo Talibim Maise Loka Choshev. Shisha Breit of Idi explains that um, our Mishnah, when it says that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, it's talking about Rosh Hashanahs that don't require us to do anything. When it comes to the Omer, we have to offer the Korban Omer. Only once we offer the Korban Omer can you eat the Chadash. When it comes to the Shtei Alechem, we have to offer the uh, Korbanis. When we offer the Korbanis, at that point the grain can be eaten that can be used for the Menachis and the Beis HaMikdash. We have to do something in both of those cases where we don't have to do anything by the Rosh Hashanahs that are counted in our Mishnah. But what about the uh, Regalim? Right? To be over on the Lava Balta Acher on the Shalosh Regalim uh, if you didn't yet bring your Korban. And again, just like a few minutes ago, we're assuming that you're only going to be in violation of Balta Acher once the Korban Tom Shoshachar is offered the next day on Yom Tif. So midi the tali b'maisiv v'kachoshiv. So so we're right. So when it comes to the balta uh, acher, it's something that is dependent upon us offering the korban tamish shachar the next day, and yet we are including it in uh, the rosh hashanahs over here. Balta acher lechayel. To which the gemara answers just like we did a few minutes ago. No, it doesn't work like that. You are not right. It's not that you're going to be chayv about the acher once you offer the korban tamish shachar the next day. No, you're over about the acher once yom tiv starts and you have not yet offered your korban. You are in violation of Bata Acher. Vare Yovlis, what about Yovel, which is dependent on us blowing the shofar? Rabbi Shmuel, Benosh Rabbi Yochanan, and Brokahi. We answer, like we said before, that our mission is like Rabbi Shmuel, Benosh Rabbi Yochanan, and Brokah, that actually Yovel kicks in on uh, Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of Tishrei. It is not dependent on us blowing the shofar. Rav Ashi, Rav Omar, and says Ravashi, Arba Roshi Ashonimim, Shein Ba'arba Roshi Chodashim. So, so Ravashi explains that when our Mishnah says that there are four um, Rosh Hashanahs, it means that there are four Rosh Hashanahs that start on the first day of the month. There's um, the first day of Nisan, the first day of Elul, the first day of Tishrei, and the first day of Shvat. But one second. Be'echol Be'shvat ki Be'shamai. Where am I? But one second. Ravashi is saying that there are four Rosh Hashanahs that begin on the first of the month. Well, the first of Shvat is only the Rosh Hashanah for trees according to Beishamai. Beishel says it's two Bishvat. Yeah. What, what's happening is, is that Rebbe is saying, is that the uh, Mishnah is saying that there are four Rosh Chodeshes, there are four Rosh Hashanahs that fall out on the first day of the month. Three of them everyone agrees with. The last one, 
Shvat is actually a machlokas beshama in Basil. Basil would say that it's two bishvat. So basically, he starts by saying that there are four, and then he unpacks them and goes into more detail, explaining that the last of those four, Shvat, is actually a machlokas between beshama and Basil. Friends, um, that was the Abzayin, of course, of Misachta Rosh Hashanah. Um, what do we talk about? So the, for the first three quarters of the daf, we talked about this brisa, which listed um, that uh, Nisan is a Rosh Hashanah for four additional things, three and a Yesh Omerman, a fourth. Those are that um, it's the first of the months of the year, that Nisan is always the first of the months of the year. Also, that um, for, 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 the, for, for, for leap years, that comes Nisan, um, you can no longer make the previous year a leap year, right? That's kind of the cutoff. Also for the, for the, um, Machtes Hashekel, that comes Nisan, all the new Korbanis are going to be purchased from the new Machtes Hashekels. And the Yeshobim says that also for house rentals, that if you, that if you say, right, if you make an agreement that you're going to rent a home for this year, so this year ends at, um, Nisan, but it would need to, um, be at least a month because people, You'd have to, the rental would have to be for at least a month though, that's a minimum, because people wouldn't, um, uh, agree to rent a home for less than a month. Um, okay, fine. Okay, I don't know if that's taking into account the short-term rental scene. Is that sort of a separate scene or maybe that scene didn't exist back then? But, uh, okay, fine. And then we talk about, um, the, um, um, Rosh Hashanah for Maestro Behemo. We're trying to figure out how to understand our Mishnah because if, you, if we look at our Mishnah, it doesn't make sense because when we say the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim, that's Reb Shimon, then we're saying that the Rosh Hashanah for Maestro Behema is the first of Elul, which is Reb Meir, and then we're saying that, but then uh, Reb Shimon then says that the Rosh Hashanah for Maestro Behema is, is Tishrei, and we, it doesn't, it's Reb Shimon, Reb Meir, then Reb Shimon again, it's a shtickle mess. So if Yosef says that, no, the entire Mishnah is actually Rebbe's opinion, it's all the opinion of Rebbe, to which we said, wait, but if it's all the opinion of just Rebbe, well, then is, isn't Rebbe saying that there are five Rosh Hashanahs? But he also says that there are only four Rosh Hashanahs. So we, had, we saw two answers, one from Rava and one from Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok. Rava says that, um, yes, well, Rebbe holds that there are five Rosh Hashanahs, but everyone would agree that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, right? Meaning even Rav Meir, who says that um, Rosh Hashanah from Maish is the first of Elul, but he wouldn't agree that um, uh, Pesach is the first of the... Rosh Hashanah is for the Regalim. And Reb Shimon, who says that Pesach is the first of the Rosh, is Rosh Hashanah for the, for the Regalim. And he, he would say that the Rosh Hashanah for Maestro Bema is the first of Tishrei, not Elul. So, everyone agrees that there are four Rosh Hashanahs. Rebbe is pointing out that, you know, he believes though that there are, um, five. But then we pointed out, but wait a second. Um, there's also Rosh Hashanah for the Korban Omer. There's also the Rosh Hashanah for the Shteelechem. What do we do with those? So we saw um, three ways to answer that. Rav Papa's answer was that when we said there are four Rosh Hashanahs, it means that there are four Rosh Hashanahs that start at night, whereas the Omer and the Shteilechem are offered during the day, so their Rosh Hashanahs only kick in after they are offered um, during the day. We saw Rav Shisha Breder of Edi's opinion, which is that um, the Omer and the Shteilechem are dependent upon our an action, offering the Omer, offering the Shteilechem, Whereas the Rosh Hashanahs um, that we're counting in our Mishnah do not require an activity. And Rav Ashi says that um, our Mishnah is saying that there are four Rosh Hashanahs that start on the first of the month. Um, and even though um, um, Rosh Hashanah Lilanos 
only starts on the first of the month. According to Beishamai, what we were first saying is that Kilo therefore Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the first of the month, and then sort of breaking it down and unpacking it and explaining that when it comes to Rosh Hashanah for trees, that is specifically the opinion of Beishamai, but Beisilo would uh, disagree with that and say that uh, it's too Bishvat. Friends, uh, that was Daf Zain of Misech Rosh Hashanah, of course, as always, I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. Peace out.